All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the What's Teachers up? College Frozen Podcast. My name is Vinny Cristiano in studio with Jay Ashdown and John Scuza. We're going to be talking about the preview of the playoffs. We're going to start off by going over the final Atlantic Hockey standings, as well as comparing that to our final predictions. Then we're going to go into some predictions that we have for this week's matchups for the um, bottom half seeds in the conference, and we're going to go over some of the X-Factors for each team who would make the difference to get each team to move on to the next round and face those top teams. So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to go right ahead and get into it. Let's make it happen. All right, welcome back. Jay, are you still I'm pretty excellent. amped up? I'm excellent. Hey, I'm, hey, hey. You, I'm, you, I'm ready. <laughs> it's playoff I'm time. ready. It's playoff time. Let's go. Playoffs. Okay. So technically Plus. the playoffs don't start till in four days. But, um, yeah, I know, but we're ready to talk about it, and that yes. makes me very, very happy. So last week there was some hockey that happened, and as we pretty much predicted, well, not predicted, this was cemented before we recorded last week, the AIC finished at the top. Um Sacred Heart was finishing second. No yes, what, we, we so. knew that. Um, but however, their game went differently than we had originally planned, or not planned, I guess, because we don't de- determine the outcome of how these games go. But yeah. we had we had said that AIC was going to win. However, they didn't. They did not. Sacred Heart. So that means that AIC is going to finish with sixty four points. Their final conference record was twenty one six and one. Sacred Heart finishes second with fifty six points, eighteen. Eight and two. It's funny how they're um, still eight points behind AIC, um, but that's just kind of how with the six, the three point system. Yeah. It's it's and how deceiving. AIC is, yes, yeah. it's deceiving. You you think they're farther behind than they really are, but really they're only three games back. So, uh, congratulations to uh, AIC. Yep. For again, regular season champions. Last year was their first time ever. Getting regular season champions, they went on to win the, the conference. And now we're wondering, can they do that again? However, they got a buy. So we yes. will wait to talk about that. Well, instead, what we got are the matchups 6 to 11. But as we go through the rest of the conference, RIT finished third with 50 points, which was what I predicted. It's what Scoos predicted. They had a 51. I also and I had them finishing I had them finishing with fifty points, but I had them finishing fourth. I had Army getting fifty one points and bypassing them. Right. He was banking on an Army win over there. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I thought Army was gonna play better than they did. Um But Army's still in a good spot. I mean you got the Army they got the four seed. Yeah, with that's true. Forty seven points. Niagara was the biggest shock. Because none of us anticipated that no. Robert Morris was going to fall the way they did and that Niagara yeah. was going to get a bye. Uh, but I'm actually kind of glad because as a team, I did not want Kanishas to have to face. I was worried they'd have to face him. Instead, I had, we got the matchup I wanted. I had Niagara falling all the way to the eighth spot with 40 points, and they ended with 42 points in the fifth, fifth spot. spot. So as a result... Uh, Air Force finished with 41 points. Uh, Robert Morris finished with 40, 41 points, and so did Bentley. But Air Force had the tiebreaker, so they get to draw Mercyhurst. Robert Morris gets Holy Cross, and Bentley draws Canisius. And as we look through our predictions, I had Mercyhurst staying at 11. I had Holy Cross at 10, but you had I had with them with 35, 35 points. I had Canisius with 36, so I had them in the right spot that they faced Bentley, but Bentley ended up uh, with 41 points rather than the 38 that I thought. So really the only thing that I got wrong in terms of my prediction is you switch number five, Robert Morris, with number seven, Niagara. Yeah, I had mine mine were slightly different in that I had I had Army up there in the third spot with 51 points. Um but I predicted I had the points right for RIT with 50. I had Robert Morris with 43 instead of 41 with what they actually finished with. However, I did have I had Holy Cross with 30. Oh, wait, hold on. Now time out. I had Holy 32. Cross with 32. I had Canisius with 36, which is right. Um, 
Yep. No, I'm. I. Yep. We're good. We're on track. I had Niagara with 40 in the eighth spot. I had Bentley with 41 in what would have been the seventh spot. Uh, but if I had them tied with Air Force for that spot, and then Air Force had the tiebreaker, and then I had Robert Morris with 43, which would have been the fifth spot. So point prediction wise, which is, I guess the easiest part of predicting that whole thing is. Uh, well, I would say actually like where the teams end up. That's for the fair. Most part. Yeah, because like, like I mean, <clears throat> me and John, I'm pretty sure we got all of them right except for just switching Niagara and Robert Moore. Yeah, because that was the only big shock of the right. week. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was exactly. the Niagara. Yeah, but Niagara's a good team, and we we thought that they were going to have a really good year. It yeah, took originally them forever, but they fit their. They could be a dangerous team because they've really hit their stride, and they get the buy. Yeah, if you peak at the right time, then yeah, they peaked at the right time last year. That's true. So yeah. they're a team to look out for. And I don't think they'll win the conference, but they're definitely a team to look out for. But as far as the teams that are actually playing in this weekend, uh, we got Canisius at Bentley. We got Holy Cross at Robert Morris and Mercyhurst at Air Force. Do we want to get into predictions, what we think is going to happen? Real quick, I do want to interject since we're going over final regular season stuff. Yeah. The final point leaders for Atlantic Hockey only – the top three players were all from Sacred Heart. Okay. In points per game and then total points. Jason Cotton, Mike Lee, and Austin McElmurray were those top three guys. They're all seniors. And um, Jason Cotton had 37 points in 34 games played. Mike Lee had 33 points in 33 games played. Austin McElmurray had 32 ga- points in 34 games played. And uh, then, so that's that top three. No, Matt I, Hoover I'm, was the fourth, fourth. What's up? I'm a little surprised that Matt Tugnut was not one of them. Matt Tugnut was fifth, yeah. Because he, he's really good. You, you know that I, I really like him right. a lot. Yes. Um, yeah, that was one that just. But they have they have four of the top five. <clears throat> Matt Hoover is, the four, is in fourth from Canisius. He had 31 points in 34 games played. Tugnut had. <clears throat> a higher points per game than than Matt Hoover did. He had 30 points in 31 games. Right. But in just terms of total points where I have this list down, uh, Jakob Novak from Bentley was Not tied surprised. for was tied for fifth. He had 30, 30 points, points in 33, 33 games. games. Yeah. Then uh, we have Sean Cam- – I'm just going to read the names okay. now. Sean Cameron, Nick Hutchison, Blake Christensen, Martin Melberg, Braden Tuck, and Adam Brubacher rounded out. They were all tied for eighth. So if you look at that, like, top part there, Nick – so there's – Canisius and AIC are the – well, I guess RIT too by default then are teams that all have two in the top – I guess that's necessarily – that's top 12 guys. Um, Sacred Heart has five players in the top 12 in terms of points. So that bodes well for them, I think. I, I'm That makes me – I would say significantly more confident in their ability to make it to the finals. Sacred Heart? Yeah. Yeah. That's just something that I Right, right. Because, I, I mean, offensively point speaking, out. they're one of the better, they're probably the best offensive team in the conference this year. They're, I think they can go toe-to-toe with a team like AIC. I think AIC's better, but, I mean, it's one game. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see. I just wanted to read off those 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 points for uh just because we were wrapping up the whole the just kind of doing like the kind of the like regular season wrap up and type deal that's part of the reason that i just wanted to do that so that's fair um so should we get into the playoff predictions i feel though just i did i feel like i just noticed this i kind of interject real quick i feel like last year there were more players that had more points per game than this year would i be correct in saying that or no i'm just gonna be straight up i don't remember that's fair enough. <laughs> I just was like, I, I remember, I just feel like players had like 1.2 points per game or something like that. And this year it's like barely over one. It's like 1.07 is like the highest guy. How many did Dylan McLaughlin have? Do you remember? He was over a point per game player. I know that. But I, I don't think he was leaving Atlanta, leading Atlantic Hockey. He wasn't. Towards, so. It was, there were, if I remember correctly, two of the top three were from Army. Yeah, I think you might be right. Here, I'm pulling it up as we speak. You want conference conference points, right? Or overall? No, just points. overall points. Overall points. All 
Yeah, just uh, essentially just overall points and then points per game is kind of the big thing. We had. You're gonna have a lot of uh, editing to do. One, yeah, I am. I definitely am. Two, That's three, kind of expected at this point. That's part of the reason five, I don't have the trade the trade deadline one up. We had five players that were over a point per game. Really? Yes. And Dylan McLaughlin was ta- was technically third in the conference because Blake Christensen from AIC and Joseph, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, from Mercyhurst uh, were tied for first last okay. year. Okay. Who? Sorry, can you say it again? Who? Uh, who? Just no, just just I I the here I'll just look at your I'll just look at your screen. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right, yeah. He immerse, no, 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 keep it, keep it this way. I just wanted to talk into the microphone so that I wouldn't have to be upping the volume for this section. There you go. All right, so du- Joseph Duzak from Mercyhurst, AIC yep. Niagara Canisius. So nobody from Army was even in the top ten. Oh no, Dalton McAfee was tied for tenth. Yeah. Or McAfee, I should say. McAfee, McAfee. McAfee, McAfee. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, and Dylan McLaughlin was 1.08 at the end of the year, which would have been the second best in the conference this year. And Joseph Duzak from Mercyhurst was would have been way better. Yeah, 1.09. Jason Cotton was 1.09, and then Mike Lee was a point per game, and nobody else was higher than a um, than a point per game. Duzak's with uh, Maple Leafs organization right now. Really, He's a pretty good player. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, he he was the best, clearly the best player in the league points wise last oh, yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. And as a Mercy defenseman, as a defenseman to lead the 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 league, the in whole points. conference in points is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, just to compare, <clears throat> for nationally, Jason Cotton's twenty sixth for points per game. The best player at one point five eight, Jack, Jack Dugan. Dugan. Yeah. Oh my God, guy's unreal. Yeah, where's he? Is he a prospect Pro- somewhere? He's, He's at Providence. Oh, I. I'll look it up right now. I think is it the Jets? He was drafted, I think, the fifth round. By... Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, that's right. That's right. All right. So fair enough. Then Jordan Kawaguchi from North Dakota. He's unreal too. Also unreal. I mean, anybody you look at these guys and you're like, huh? Mark Mike Michaelis from Minnesota State's so 1.34 points per game. He's not nearly as good as Jack Dugan is. Like, no, these guys are all filthy. Yeah. Quite frankly, um, I'm excited to see a lot of these guys and how they perform in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be cool to see. It, it'll be. It, I'm again. I'm interested to see how my uh, my fake bet on Clarkson pays off. Jay will go absolutely First round loss. crazy if That'll they all perform yikes. well in the I've, tournament. I'm sure Jay was crazy to begin this podcast from not even in the playoffs yet. So yeah, I, I know exactly. How. Um, all right, so that's. I didn't expect North to do that. I just wanted. To, I second yeah, I, that. North Dakota all the they way. They might. It's. I mean, it's not. It's entirely feasible that that would happen. Too strong in that they have four really good lines that they can roll. I really like their defense. I think. I think they got it this year. Okay. Fair enough. We can get into the predictions now. Oh, now we can. Oh, now for okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Right. I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm, I want to give you my permission. Excellent. Yeah. Thank. I appreciate your blessing. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so first, do we want to get into the Canisius Bentley series? For obvious reasons. Sure. Why not? Okay. So Mercyhurst is playing Air Force. <laughs> yep. So Mercyhurst uh, is bad. They finished with 11 points. Yeah. They 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 have struggled. Air Force is good. They're they're pretty good. They did finish sixth. They did finish sixth. That, that's pretty good. They're, yep. they're middle of the pack in this conference. Literally. There's 11 teams. They finished sixth. Middle of the pack. So that's where Great analysis. Finished. So uh, Mercyhurst is, quite frankly, terrible. So my analysis is going to be, um, I think Air Force is going to win this in two. You, you, can, uh, you can put me down for that same prediction there, buddy. Uh, same here. Mercyhurst is just... Bad. They'll probably do what they do best. They'll keep one game close, and then they'll get blown out in the other game. You know what? I, I agree with that. So I think the first game is going to be a 4 nothing Air Force win, and then game two is going to be a 3-2 to two win for Air Force. I was going to say 3-1. Late empty netter? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. 
So that's how I imagine that going. Or maybe that's, I'm the, thinking, that's the only one I have as a I'm sweep, thinking though. Air Force scores with like nine to go in the third period and uh and Emergers is kind of out of it at that point. You know what? I think it, I think it can end three one as well. I think it's two one for the longest time. I think the scoring comes early. Three goals in the first like three minutes. No, I think I think the rest I think Mercier scores first, and then I think Air Force pots. Um, I don't. I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be two one coming out of the first actually. Yeah, but then Mer- then Air Force will score with like nine minutes to go in the third period. That's my prediction. When you first said nine, I thought you meant nine seconds. I was no, like, that's quite the prediction, Vinny. You're no, no, no. like nine <laughs> nine minutes. That's pretty bold. All right, so now we'll get into Canisius Bentley. I just felt like pivoting because I thought it'd be funny. Canisius uh, and Bentley. <laughs> um, so Canisius, in this series, statistically has the goaltending edge. Yes. Jacob Barshevsky ended the season with a nine oh eight save percentage. Yep. Aiden Polino. No, he ended the season with a 9-11 save percentage. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't factor in the last game. The last, the last game. So, yeah. that's that's a pretty respectable mm-hmm. save percentage. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good enough. Yeah, nine eleven is solid. Yeah, that's something that can win you. Frazier, <laughs> stop. Fra- what are you talking? What are you doing? Don't don't ask. Just, move, just on, keep, move on. Move on. Just keep um, talking. Keep talking. Aiden Polino has. I'm not- is solid. <laughs> so, um, Aiden Polino finished the season with an 881 save percentage. Now, his goals against average is only 295. Yeah, Frazier Kirk, if he plays, he had a 907. Yeah. But he didn't That's play as much. That's why I think it's interesting. He didn't play as much, and Polino's a senior. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to roll with their senior guy, the guy that's been there, the guy who played really well last year. But... To me, what I notice about Bentley is that's a team that does not give up a lot of shots or a lot of opportunities. But this year, the reason that they did not finish nearly as well as we thought is because their number one goalie, the guy they relied on the most statistically, was not good enough for them. Now, that can always, that can always change in a three-game series. Yeah, you're right. But as we look at this right now, the number one goalie for Kanishas Barshevsky, number one goalie for Bentley and Aiden Polino. Kanishas has the goaltending edge. Fair? Fair. Okay. Yeah, you're not so, you're not necessarily wrong. No. I One also thing, uh, and I'll get into that later. No, go ahead. I feel like it, it these teams are very, very even. There was only one series they between tied them. both games. Tied both games. Kanishas took one in the shootout and one in the three on three overtime. So Kinesis can feel pretty good about that because this is not a points thing anymore. No, you it's know, not. If, if they're going to overtime and you win in overtime, then that's it. That's that, a win. Yeah, yeah exactly. So they well, should feel pretty confident, especially coming off of two wins. Like Granted, against Mercyhurst, but still, coming off two wins always helps. Yeah. Now you go on the road. One problem I do see with Kinesis being that their record on the road this year was 4-9-4. Four, and four. Yeah, it's tough. Whereas with Bentley at home, they were nine seven and two, which is not outstanding it's by not any a, means. But then again, they are the eighth ranked team in the conference. Right. So when you look at a nine seven and two record, you can recognize this. Like most teams, is a better team at home than they are on the road. Right. That's where home ice advantage is plays a big factor in the mm-hmm. series. Yeah. And I think this is a very 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 close series, but. Considering the fact that they sell 72% attendance rate at Bentley, yeah, I'd imagine that's, that's, that's going to go average. up. Yeah. It's a nice arena. I think the students are going to be into it. And it's just a best of three. I've, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all the games are going to be close, but I think in a very close series, Bentley will take this series in three. So I, I, I'm going to stick with specific predictions here just to kind of put some meat behind what i'm saying and jay you have this you you're you're absolutely right with the home ice advantage i'm a big home ice advantage guy i would much rather be playing at home than away unless i'm sacred heart then i would want to be just (laughs) as far away from home as possible but even then their home record's not bad it's just that their road record is just just amazing right exactly but something i i I was noticing is, is again canisius has they have what you you could call a. They're more of a scoring team than they are a 
than they are anything else, really. I mean, you have Nick Hutchinson and Matt Hoover who are in the top 10 in the conference for scoring. Bentley doesn't have that. They I do think, have Jakob Novak, though, who yeah, is well, a yes. prospect of the uh, Ottawa Senators. But Very, very yes, good Yes, he's very good. 30 points in 33 games, correct? Yes. But if we take a look in general, if he can't create space for people around him, if he well, can't... I mean, Jonathan Davian could do that, too. Right. Now, but again, how... And and this is I'm, this is rolling into my second point. Okay, it's gonna roll into my second point. Then roll into your second point. All right, roll Roll into my second. Rolling. Point. I think if you can get in the first the, the first game right, if you can get a great performat performance. I almost said performax because you get chirping me about the performax league. <laughs> if you can get a really good performance from Barshevsky, I think you can win the series as Canisius because you can get scoring even if you win in overtime you get that advantage you win game 1 you they start don't matter how they what? Just care that you do exactly right. like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how, how. You do it. if you if he right. plays great game 1 in the second game even if it's not as great and they score i think you have an advantage going into the the third game which is what i think it's going to be in the in the third game you will play better knowing that you have done it bentley is a, a good team, and, and he, Jakob Novak is a guy that can put his team like on his back, essentially. He can make a play happen. I mean, he, Jonathan but, Davian's very talented, but right. he carries that line. Now, but now listen, if Canisius, they, they have guys who score just as many points. Right. I think if you can go do tit for tat on that, you know, you can kind of even that out, I think you can play... I think you could you could win just by getting good goaltending. Keeping them to shoot from the perimeter is going to be key. Also, not allowing a goal with a minute left to go in the game would be ideal. That I would be a that. point that I would make. I, I think th- I, my prediction was Canisius in three just because I think because the games were so close in the regular season, Canisius knows that they, they, they can keep this team at bay. And it's not that they're that high power of an offense, you know. So... I think you you know that you can stay with them at the very least. You just need one more break. And if Bentley limits your shots, then then that's what you you limit their shots. If you can, and again with goaltending, if you can get some, you know, on the power play, put a couple more shots their way, you're in, you're in a great great spot. Here is what I think is if you look at the point scorers for Bentley. So we mentioned Novak with 30, Davian with 26. They've got Luke Santerno at 23. Yeah, and they also have center, a yeah. freshman and Matt Gosiewski at 23 as well. Also, I feel Connor Broussard's going to be very important for them. Offensively speaking, he's you know, the, the, the power play quarterback at the point. Uh, I like to run through, through him. He's a very solid defenseman. I feel he overall is a better number one defenseman than Matt Steef is. Because Matt Steef, I think, is better offensively, but overall two-way game, we're talking about your number one defenseman. I would yeah. say I would take Connor Broussard. I, like, here's the one thing I'm going to say. It, is the, the, they're, very, they're two even teams. Yeah, they're and very even. They're very, I mean, it's very un- even. That's why it's so hard. This is why this is eight versus nine. This is why it's so hard to tell. It, you know, it's, this is not like we're talking about Mercyhurst versus uh, Air Force again. Exactly. My problem is, Vinny, when I talk about home ice advantage, I really believe if Canisius doesn't walk out of game two with the series wrapped up, they're not going to win it. That's how I feel. I'm not uh, saying you, Canisius you, you, can't you win the series. You have a valid point. You have, I'm not saying Canisius can't win the series. I think they could. But if I had to bet, I think this is a series that goes three games, and I have a really, really hard time seeing Canisius come out of a three-game series with the win. Okay. That makes sense. I, I don't have r- really a legitimate shutdown argument to say, no, 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 here's why you're completely wrong. Right, right. You make a really good point. I just think that uh, – Again, it's so even. I'm just it, it's it's a really flip a coin. Maybe. Yeah, really. Flip that's essentially that's you know Who's, my prediction is three. That's kind of what like, where it boils down to. Before I make my prediction, let me ask. Let me just ask a quick question. So, what are the overtime rules for 
like playoffs. So it's they, just it's like it, NHL. It's just like NHL. It's continuous if even. Twenty minutes. Twenty five minutes. On, five and five. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go based off like what Vinny. I'm picking Canisius in three. Why I'm picking them in three is a lot of the same reasons Vinny picked them, but uh, my big reason is Jacob Barshevsky, even though it was a half shutout, even though it was a combined effort between him and Matt Ladd, that having a big weekend against uh, Mercyhurst, I think that gives him a lot. That gives him a boost of confidence going into playoffs, and I really think, and from watching hockey, you know, my whole life goaltending will carry you a long way and i think the goaltending edge for canisius is what's going to carry them through this series and yes i am a big home ice host home right. ice guy no, no, before you no i wasn't going to chime in with that my, my here, the problem is with the argument is you're not wrong in anything either of you two have said as far as goaltending is concerned and i made it a point in in when mm-hmm. i talked about it because i do think it's important but right. like i said it's a three game series. So while Canisius, you look at the statistics and say, well, that team's got the edge. Let's also remember, Barshevsky, I think, has shown at times really, really good mental toughness. Yes. He's not been a guy that's been easily rattled, but we have yet to see him in a playoff series, playoff game, any kind of that atmosphere. Correct. So with Aiden Polino, a senior, playing at home, while statistically Canisius has the advantage... I don't think it's as wide as the numbers suggest because there is something to be said about experience and about having the home crowd on your side. And it is a three-game series, so Aiden Polino's stats this season might reek a little bit, but one shutout and two wins later and you're in the next round of the playoffs, suddenly it doesn't matter, you know? So right, exactly. You, 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 you never know. I'm not. I trust me. I I'm with me. I have no shutdown argument saying no. You're wrong. You're absolutely right. Experience goes a long way, and with playoffs, especially hockey, in this league. Yes, especially with college and even high school, and sometimes even with the pros, experience an experienced team or experienced players is what's going to carry you. Mm-hmm. I just for I ever since like ever since Barshevsky took over and you know took command of the start, I have grown a heart for him I like you know you know grown to really like him I really like his goaltending you know yes are there he's got some improvements to make but he's a freshman exactly he's a freshman he's, yeah. he's a stud yeah I I think he could I think he should I think he's going to continue his strong fr- freshman campaign into the playoffs I really I I really believe that he can steal two in Bentley I really think he can okay well, we'll yeah. see how that turns out. Um, next up, we're going to jump. So we went from the outside of the bracket to the very middle of the bracket, and now we'll flex to the the kind of intermediate position. <laughs> With the Holy Cross and Robert Morris series, this is a battle between the 7 and the 10 team. With a, One of the teams obviously has one of the more premier players in the entire NCAA, kind of, in Justin Kappelmaster. Yes. Who is, I would make the argument now that he is no doubt about it, the best goal best in the goal league. Best goal in the conference. Because Logan Drakken has fallen off. I just we don't, we don't speak about that. Just, I can't even believe it. I mean, you, you look at the, his, 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 quite frankly, I, I, his, his save percentage is a hey, I never 907. He's 47th in the NCAA right now. I, I am just amazed. At, some, at one point, he was leading the NCAA in save percentage. So I don't. Um, however, there has been a, a bit of a change. The best uh, Atlantic hockey goalie in terms of stats, save percentage-wise right now, is Niagara's Chad Veltri. Yes. And then He's been a large Zach Skog from American International is his second best in Atlantic Where's, hockey. Where's uh, Durante on there? Uh, oh, from... Yeah, I see. Yeah, he's... he's not okay, so he's, it doesn't show me it on the Atlantic hockey website because yeah. he's... Uh, he has a he they, he does not list as like the starting goalie. They just give the the one from each team. Okay. They just go down the list. Uh, in terms of the whole NCAA though, he is he's got a nine eighteen save percentage. He's twenty third in the NCAA. That's what I thought. I was gonna say like which is because he he's had a strong year. Yeah, which is right behind Capelmaster. So essentially, it goes Veltri, Ka- um, 
Skog, Skog Kapelmaster, and then Durante. The reason I go And with. then Brian Wilson. So both goalies from Niagara and AIC come before any goalie not from Robert Morris. I really, when I look at Robert Morris, the reason I believe that Justin Kapelmaster is the best goalie in the conference is I don't feel as good as Skog, as good as Veltri, as good as Wilson, you know, all those guys are. Uh, nobody feels the constant pressure and has the lack of offensive skill in front of them that Kapelmaster does. Because when you look yeah. at the stats, Robert Morris isn't a bad team, but they're, no, not they're, there's not a lot of top-end production offensively on their team. Nick Perkusik is at the top with 27 points. Uh, Jacob Coleman's got 20. He's second with 20. And then your third is Adamo with 17. Just to back up your point, looking at like uh, the stats for goaltending, Cabalmaster has played eight more games than Skog and uh, Chad from Niagara. Yeah, so that, that that's another good point is like with Niagara and AIC is they feel so comfortable with the team they have in front and both the goaltenders individually, that they can split time. And Cabalmaster has a 9.23 through the 27 games he's played. He has played, statistically, 71.8% of the minutes Robert Morris has posted this year. Hmm. That's quite a few. That's that's high. That's a yeah. high usage rate for goal. Right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. So that's when you think about the the usage rate, the chances he faces, the fact that you know you're not you don't have a ton of uh, offensive production in front of you. Because uh, it's a very very Robert Morris is a very structured team, because they know they have such a good goalie. They're going to play structured. They're gonna, they're going to make sure they don't make a ton of mistakes. They're not going to score a lot of goals, but they'll they're comfortable with winning games three to two, two to one, those kind of ways. And that's what makes Robert Morris an interesting team because that's a team that in the one-game playoff, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat anybody here. Yeah. yeah. But as far as a three-game series is concerned against Holy Cross, do I think that they could beat them? Yeah, I think they could beat them in three. But if they were to move on, I'm not so sure that they can win in the best of three depending on who they face. Right. So uh, that's my official prediction is I believe Robert Morris is going to take it in three. Home ice advantage helps. Uh, they play a very structured style of game. And I just don't feel like Holy Cross has the offensive production to offset that. Neil Robinson's good. Uh, Logan Ferguson, I like. I I pin Kevin Durar as the X factor for them in this series. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain why in a second when we get to that. Um, but as far as goaltending is concerned, when we talk about goaltending matchups... Uh, I didn't feel that Matt Radomski was bad this year. He's got a 90 save percentage and a 293 goals against average. Those numbers aren't great, but all things considered for the 10th best team in the conference, when I look at all every all the factors that go into it, I don't feel that like he was bad at all. Mm-hmm. I just there's no there's no way that they're going to get the goaltending edge in this series. So if if Holy Cross wants to win, they're going to need to outperform offensively. I just don't think they have the firepower to do so. So that's why I'll take Robert Morris in three. I also have Robert Morris in three for pretty much the exact same reasons. I don't think that, uh, like you mentioned, one game they could beat anybody. But I think they don't, just don't have the offense to really sustain themselves over a, to to really win two games for them. I, I think at some point. They're gonna lose. They're gonna have to lose a game, and I think Holy Cross will steal one. But Robert Morris, in the end, is gonna be the better. Is just is is be- the better team overall, to 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 win. I think, at least in three games, they might win in a two, if Capmaster plays great for both games. But I think Bentley uh, or not Bentley. I think Holy Cross will win at least one of those, yeah. just out of not being able to match offensively Robert Morris to to Holy Cross. I think Holy Cross will take at least one of the games. I am gonna go bold. And I think Robert Morris is going to sweep Holy Cross. Okay. I think I like part of the, the big reason is like you said, Cabalmaster is probably the best goalie in this conference. Yes. And he is what a senior, correct? Yeah, unfortunately, he's a senior. He's a senior. Well, and like going back to like when we were talking about Bentley and Canisius, you got a lot of experience. You're in the whole. Well, 
He's a different kind of scenario, though, because he was at Fair State and he didn't get a lot of action there. So mm-hmm. he was the number one goalie this year. He has mm-hmm. experienced things from the bench in a different conference. But as far as actual, like like Polino was in the conference last year okay. and had to start playoff games. This is the only year that Capital Master's been in Atlanta hockey because he transferred from Fair State to. I thought he was here Robert last Morse. year too. He was not. But, but it's, no, he, he is a senior, which mm-hmm. does give him a bit of an edge over a young a young guy like Radomski. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, he doesn't really have any starting playoff experience over Radomski. Okay. But he's, he's still a better goalie. Yeah. So, anywho, you got a senior goalie who's one of the best in the league. If not the best. Yeah. If, yeah. If not the, the best. And he's playing in front of his home crowd. You, you know, like you said, the home ice is... Playing in a dump. Well, yeah. Robert Morris's <laughs> rink is a dump, but, you, you know, he's still playing in front of his home crowd. No matter how, you know, good or bad the rink is, you're still at home. Right. So I, I really think Robert Morris can... And I think another big thing was is with Robert Morris getting absolutely demolished last week against Niagara... I think they they got to have some fire under them to come out this weekend and take it to that's, Holy Cross. That's a good point too. Is like Holy Holy Cross didn't beat Bentley this past weekend, right? But Bentley is the better team, and they right. You're right. So, um, you know, I, I don't think the argument of well they're upset that they didn't beat Bentley is a great argument. Robert Morris should have beaten Niagara at least once. Th- those are two very even teams, in my opinion. That's a team. That that's a series. That I expected to split. Yeah. So the that fact is... that they didn't win a single game in that series, I think he's got a good point that they're going to come out pretty pre-owed about it because they they have reason to. Yeah. You got embarrassed by Niagara twice. I mean, here's the thing: it's not just losing twice. They could have gotten a bye. Yeah. Right. They could have not it had to play in It was still in range. So yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. That This is a team that doesn't even have to play these games. But because they lost exactly. to Niagara twice, here they are. I, that, that, that's a very good point, Scoos. That is that that is my that, – that and Capelmaster are probably my big two reasons why they're going to get the sweep. Because good goalie and a very, a very, very PO team right now after getting, after getting swept by Niagara. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. So really? I made a list of X factors for each team in yes, this series. Yes, you did. So uh, for Canisius in their series against Bentley, uh, I kind of went with – some of these are obvious, but, you know, uh, still anyways. Jacob Barshevsky, I believe they're going to need – if they want to upset Bentley, I said they needed to do it in two. I'm standing by that because I truly believe that. So they are going to need two straight quality starts from Jacob Barshevsky in order to upset Bentley. For Bentley, I think – Yakov Novak is the key because he needs to create some space and time for others to get scoring chances on Barshevsky. He's the most offensive, he's the most talented offensive player Bentley has. Personally, even though he doesn't lead in terms of points, I I do believe he is the most offensively skilled player in this series. Yeah. So it's going to be important what he can do. That's the number one guy you got to shut down, but he doesn't have to. You know, get the grade A scoring chances himself. No, he's going to be dishing the puck to Jonathan Debian. Yes. So he's important for their first line, and that those those two first lines very high offensive powered. Yeah. If, if Bentley wants to take this series, they're going to need to outscore Kanishis' top first line. Yeah. Because I'd say these two teams ha- are pretty good, pretty solid in their top six. You're not going to get much scoring from either teams in their bottom six. No, you're not. No. And if you can get that, you will win. Absolutely, no question. So that's why I think Novak is the. Yeah. Any problems with that? No. Um, I, 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 if I were to make anything, I would say if, like I said, if you can get bottom six scoring, you can, you will win. Like if mm-hmm. if Canisius could get, you know, if they get a two goal performance from Lee Lapid or Kevin well, Obsu. Lee Lapid's been on the top line. Right, but what but I'm saying is, I think is, Matt Long would be would be probably that would be another top, big one, like a bottom six guy that yeah. I think could tr- chip so in that way. So you could do that, you know. Right. If Mitchell Martin puts in a two goal game, yeah, you've won pretty much. Yeah. Because then you're you're, you're going to get you hopefully you, ideally you'd get support there from Nick Hutchinson or or is it it's Hutchison right? Hutchison. Hutchison. Yes, yeah. that's what I thought. So, you you know you get a goal from him, 
you get two goals from Mitchell Martin, and then you you win three two or, or something like that, and you get a, maybe a goal from a deflection goal that Steve you know a shot from the point or something like that. That I think that would be maybe that's a more general X factor that I think I would would say is that I think right. bottom six scoring would be a. I was just putting X like factor. a singular player, but, but absolutely yeah, right. bottom six yes. scoring. Or any kind of back end, like not not from your top defensive pairing, any kind of defensive right. Story. But yeah, but like, anything like that. Because if you get that. something from Connor Broussard or Matt Steve, you're not going to yeah, be too shocked be, like that. Yeah, right. But if you can get something from like a Logan Gestro, suddenly, right. yeah, or a Derek Hamlin. Yeah, I was just yeah, saying Derek that, Hamlin. That, yeah, that becomes a little bit different. So yeah, th- those those are very good points. Yeah, that would be my only. But you may like in terms of a single player, it really does come down to how well Barshevsky can hold off Dabian and Novak. Really, right? For in terms of X factor, that's yeah, I agree. Thinking of Chiman? Uh my thing with like the two quality starts. Um, yeah, I agree that he's gonna have to steal. He's gotta have to have two back to back quality starts. I was thinking though, if they don't take it into, I'm hoping that they the game they lose is game one. And he can bounce back and have two quality starts in game two and game three. That's what I'm I thinking. would rather lose game two than lose game one. Yeah, I want to start off on a good note. I don't want to be backpedaling in game two already. Right. I want to have the upper hand, and then it, even if they win game two, then mm-hmm. you. I want the confidence all weekend long. I want to shut them down to start. Like I want their, you know, I want to make their home fans come want be like weary of going to the second game. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I trust me. I understand that. I mean, I I would be okay with losing either game. Yes, I I get. With, I would love to win both games. Quite yeah, frankly, I know. Yeah, I'd love you, to you win. gotta win both those games. That's that's why. Because my so, my thing is when we talk about the experience, I think the experience for the playoffs, um, going into a game three is where it gets dangerous because Aiden Polino in a game three at home in the playoffs, series tied one one. Mm-hmm. Feels dangerous to me. The odds of them winning Game Three are better than Canisius' odds, so that's why I put those odds at like seventy-three twenty-seven. Yeah, that's in why. Favor of, that's uh, why. Bentley. So essentially, Jay's point is: you have if you're going to win, you have to win it in the first two games. Yeah, you're going to have to sweep, which you can't win in the. You know, if you're going, you have to win it in the first two. Right, and I don't. Well, the reason I say quality starts is because I don't think Canisius is one of these teams in terms of uh, going on the road in a series. That desperately needs their goalie to stand on their head. No, I don't. I, I think, think I'm these right. are two you're, even no, teams. So right. You just you're need right. quality starts. You don't right. need a Justin Kappelmaster 48 say performance or no, anything like that. No, you don't that. need that. That he, would help, but you God, know. it'd be great. Yeah, but, you could win three nothing. Well, that's fantastic. But I yeah. mean, he comes in if he comes out of those first two games and his save percentage is what it was this year at 9/11. You're probably going to have a chance at winning both those games. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, I, he yeah. doesn't need to stand on his head. Like yeah. I mean, I'm gonna yeah, get it. Well, if you think about that, if you stop just over nine out of every ten shots in an average hockey game, you face about thirty-five, maybe. Well, that's on the, on the, that's on the high, right? It is. So it's so, anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five. So you're you're looking at face. So you're looking at then you know if you save you know. Nine out of little, ten shots, you're or a little over that, you're going to allow two or three goals. That's a realistic number that you can score that on Bentley. Also, a really good goals against average, two and a half, right? Yeah. So that means in a two game, two games, you're just giving up five goals over two games. That's not bad. No, that's, that's good. No, it's not. That gives you a chance to win both games. Yes. Right. So you're looking for something like that. You're not yes. looking for him to stand on his head, although that would be great. Yes. But if you just get something like that from him, I think you got a legitimate shot. So yeah, that's I mean, why yes, I go with him. You're right. I yeah. Oh, don't 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 get me wrong. I mean, Barshevsky is probably the X factor for them. If he gives them like what he did in the season with a 9.11 save percentage and a 2.72 goals against average, yeah, they could probably de- and they get the offensive scoring that they need. They can definitely win that series. Yeah. All right, we've been on this for a while. We want to move on. Yeah. So my Sorry. next two are Justin Kaplmaster. Wonder why. G. Best goalie in the conference. Doesn't need to do anything special. Just needs to keep playing the way he is, although the way he is playing is pretty special. Yeah. So. Do we need to really go into more depth on that? No, we don't. I don't think so. No. Now, for Holy Cross, Kevin Durar is my X factor. He needs to generate scoring chances for Holy Cross's second line. 
because I feel like Neil Robinson can help as far as the top line's concerned. I feel like because these, the, these like I said, neither of these two teams are uh, statistically outstanding offensively in terms of points scored Agreed. towards the top. Those Agreed. first, the first lines are relatively ma- they they match well because they they both have offensive talent on them. They're not outstanding. Yeah. But I think they're very, very similar. Yes. If if Holy Cross wants to win this series, outside of just getting goaltending from Radowski and, right. and hoping that they can, you know, somehow match that. With right. Well, we, Morris, we, we, which we've we, said. We, which we've said. We've covered that. They're going to need their second line to outperform the right. Robert Morris second line. Which is not necessarily difficult it's not. See, but, I we I talked about we, we talked about Bentley and Canisius have two good lines. Yeah. And it's not to say that their bottom six is bad, you can't no. have them on the edge. It, in terms of offense. Yeah. Robert Morris has a pretty good first line, and then they got three lines that are very good structured, play well defensively, mm-hmm. are responsible. Yeah, their system but works not well. They're not that great offensively. So if you can get Kevin Durar on your second line to generate some offense, that is very, very crucial in this series if Holy Cross wants to come out with an upset. Yeah, I uh, the only – I can't really disagree because that's just – like you mentioned, that's a good point. You, If you can get – depth scoring is just – you can say that for every team. If you get depth scoring, you're going to win. But in, in reality – in this series, it's, I'd say, more important, um, more important than in other ones, just simply because the goaltender you're going to be facing. You know, if you can score three goals, you're, you, your chance of winning, especially because the other team's offensive is offensive strength is not as good, I think you can, you'll have a better chance. Right. But I think it's just Cavalmaster is so solid, it's, really tough to right that's combat. why i don't have radomski as the x factor right because in any series you can make, just yeah. make well the any series your, a goal a goal it's just like a quarterback in football it's right, so exactly. important it's, like the the, the like performance no of the team you know if you if, a, if if your goalie is only saving 80 percent of the shots you're not that's terrible it's terrible if your quarterback's I mean, eighty percent of passes is really, really good. But like, you know, if you, but comparatively, 50%, like, yes, 50%. that's that. You know, I would, you know, that's kind of a good a good comparison. If you're only make completing fifty percent passes, that's just awful. You're hoping that those are all deep passes, right? <laughs> or, or like, or even like a, you know, yeah, exactly. So that's it's just such a crucial because they see they touch the puck um, more than probably any other. Player, right? And then they're on the ice the entire game, right? Unless they get pulled because they're being terrible. Yes, exactly. So, so you can name the goalie for every single team, but in reality, you have to find that the X factor is like a second step. You know, that's exactly. the, that's that's exactly what it is. It's your second that's, step. That's why. But I, Robert Morris doesn't really have a. You just you just need you, that, that. That is your second and your third step is right. is Justin Kaplmaster. That's why, like statistically speaking, is Radomski in the same class as Kaplmaster? No, but I don't think he has to stand on his head either in a series against a team that doesn't generate a ton of offense. A team in Robert Morris that is completely okay with winning every game 2-1 to one yeah. just because they can, and that's right. the best way that they do it. If so, it works, it works. Exa- that's why I, I feel like these are going to be lower-scoring games because Kaplmaster is so good, but... That's why I feel Kevin Durar, you're going to be playing second-line minutes. That's, it's a lot of time. It's not as much as first for obvious reasons. But he's going to play a crucial part in this series because if he can generate offense and if you can score three goals on Justin Kappelmaster, that you're gives you in s- a a great such a spot great shot. Just because of the way they play. Exactly. That's the argument I was making earlier. Usually, usually in a hockey game, you score three goals, you're in good shape. When you're facing Robert, Robert Morris, Morris, you, you score three goals, you're good in about yourself. pretty good shape. You're in really good shape. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the final series. I, I okay, it's I, this one another goalie, but the reason yeah. I go with uh, Garrett Metcalf for Mercyhurst, his save percentage at nine oh seven is not terrible for being on a really really for really- for all things considered when you watch the games. Here's where stats 
become kind of funny. Yeah. When you see somebody has a 907 save percentage, you don't get wowed by it. Right. But you certainly wouldn't expect their goals against average to be 3-5-1. That's all you need to know is that Mercyhurst gives up a ton of shots. And not only do they give up a ton of shots, they give up a lot of grade A scoring chances because yeah. they're not a responsible team. They're not very talented. They're absurdly young. And they just really couldn't hang with anybody this year. So I don't think they're going to win this series for obvious reasons, and neither do you guys. But if they were to win a game or somehow stun everybody, it's going to be – this is the one case where I'm going to say Garrett Metcalf, starting goalie, you got to stand on your head. Yeah. That's you got to stop 39 of 40 if you want to win a game. Yeah, 40 of 40. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right, John. That might not even be enough. Sometimes, yeah, yeah that's not enough. 40 of 40. He is going to have to – his save percentage is going to have to be like a 970 after the, after this weekend if they yeah. want to win this series. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. So that's that. And for Air Force, I picked Zach Mirages. Uh He's their top defenseman. I think he five on five, he's great two-way. Uh, he's, you know, the quarterback of their power play. That's a team that historically, and especially in the last two years we've seen, loves to put a lot of shots on net. They love to put the puck at the net any chance they get. And that's a guy who really can help them do what they want to do, especially on the power play and at five on five. Uh, they love getting deflections in front, getting rebounds and stuff like that. So Mirages in, in that case is the most important player for Air Force in this series. Yeah, I, but again, it's so, that series is so, it's so tough to pick an X factor. It, it's really more of like a if yeah. Air Force completely folds. Mercyhurst has just had such a tough season, and they, they've their, their chances of winning a series are are low. They're very low. Very low. All right, so that's gonna do it for this week on the Canisius College Frozen Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Make sure to check out our other podcasts Get on em. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are also on Twitter at RealGriffCast. We will come back next week where we talk about the first round yeah. of the playoffs. Playoffs! We will see you then. Get them!